The big question is this, how can you live an absolutely fulfilling life, maintain a passionate, intimate relationship, all while raising kids and growing multiple streams of income? There are a lot of people out there teaching and giving advice to this question, but not many can say they are still happily married, live with their kids full time, keep their body in peak health, and earn a six-figure income, all while helping other moms do the same thing. How the heck do you do it without losing your mind? And go ahead and add a little glitz and glamour to your lifestyle at the same time. That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Scott Landis, and welcome to the Triumphant with Tanya Landis podcast. Welcome, guys. Today, I have an amazing guest for you. I have the founder of the Social Savvy Influencer, Whitney Kay. And Whitney is amazing, you guys. Like, I am so excited to be able to have this interview with her today because we're going to talk about branding and marketing strategies. I know a lot of you are entrepreneurs. A lot of you are like, you know, trying to promote your brand, trying to figure out what strategies to use. So you're definitely going to want to grab a notebook and a pen for this podcast episode because you are in for a treat. So first off, who is Whitney? Well, Whitney is awesome. And as I said, she's the founder of Social Savvy Influencer. And she is a blogger, a brand building specialist, a marketing strategist, and a network marketing professional. And she works with mostly female entrepreneurs, small businesses, network marketing professionals to really help them get their brands out there. So we're going to talk about platforms today. We're going to talk about branding strategies. So definitely you're going to want to listen to this episode. So thank you, Whitney, for coming. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. And what an intro. I'm so privileged that you, you know, asked me to come on your podcast and I'm just like in an awesome space right now. So thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. So I know that I connected with you online because I was actually attracted to just the information you were posting, what you, you know, just how you present yourself. I love the brand that you put out and you're very, um, you're very good at what you do. So I know there is a lot of people out there that they are, you know, there's so much out there about branding, especially when it comes to social media and you do a very good job at this. So what are your top tips for branding? Thank you so much for that. Um, it's taking me a long time. So I want to tell all the entrepreneurs <laughs> out there that even though it's something that I specialize in, I think when it comes to our own personal brand in our company or what we're trying to do, we're the most critical, right? So even for me, I have changed things up a million times, but one of the biggest tips that I can give is to brand you. I see so often, and specifically, it's really interesting that you asked me this question because I actually spoke with one of my really good friends um, who's kind of like a client, um, but she's just been a lifelong friend. And she is a new realtor 
in the Charleston area and she contacted me because she didn't have a really big presence on social media and she's like how do I get this going so I told her I said you want to brand yourself you don't want to brand yourself with the brokerage that you choose to align yourself with same thing goes in network marketing or any other type of company that you might be affiliated with from a realtor to a network marketing standpoint um, if you can brand yourself on social media meaning that as herself she was talking more about her family and her interests and giving tips about realty in general not just talking always about the brokerage this is what happened she literally called me yesterday and she said I am so thankful you told me to brand myself and not think of branding myself with a particular company or a particular brokerage because even though she's new she's like within her first four months she's already switched brokerages oh, so wow. she's already switched her broker but she said the best part about it was is she didn't have to make this huge announcement or blast of an email newsletter to all of her you know con contacts or subscribers or whatnot, letting them know that she made this huge transition. She said it was really just a lot of things in the back end, like changing my email, um, updating some information on the back end about sections of my social media, but pretty much everything else stayed consistent because she decided to stick with branding herself. And I tell a lot of my clients and the people that I work with that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you work for or what you do, people are going to naturally want to work with you. When I'm looking, and I'm gonna use my friend again, for a house, I don't look for a brokerage. I look for a realtor. You know, when I'm looking to try a new product that might be out in the network marketing industry or a new service, I'm not necessarily looking for the company. I'm looking for somebody that I feel like I can connect and relate to. So that is my biggest tip when it comes to branding yourself, specifically on social media, is to Find what makes you, you, and makes you unique and brand that and build the following and attract people to you personally, because ultimately that's who they're going to be working with at the end of the day. I love that. I love that so much because I do see a lot of people, um, you know, I have a pretty large following and I see people all the time that, you know, are with, you know, one company and then they make a switch to another company and it can get very confusing for the consumer yeah. and for the brand. So I love that you guys make sure you write that down. You need to be branding yourself. You are not your company. You are your own brand. And let me just say one more thing about that. Like I have switched as being a professional in the network marketing industry for over 10 years. I've had one, two, three company switches. Okay. Now it wasn't that the products were bad or the company was bad. It ultimately came down to me and just me having my own roadblocks. I kind of had to bust through, but because I've been so good at branding myself, I never had to really explain a, tr a huge transition. You know what I'm saying? So like all of my social media is, is my name or the social savvy influencer, which is a brand that I have slowly developed myself. 
but it wasn't, you know, Whitney K with so-and-so company or Whitney K with this and that product because say I developed a following of 30 to a hundred plus thousand people on social media with a specific company or product. And then all of a sudden, let's say maybe the company closes down or I decide to take a new direction in my, you know, professional career and how do I explain to those 30,000 to 100,000 people that what they've been following me for for the past few months or years is now going to be completely different you know so definitely I've been there done that that's the biggest tech and best advice I can get absolutely I love that I know for me personally I started out and I still do business with the company I work with the network marketing company but I also have completely grown my brand into something so much more than that company mm -hmm. and offered other services and if I would have only branded for that company I wouldn't be able to do that I wouldn't be able to you know have these different offerings that I have with my with my Tanya Landis lifestyle brand had yeah. not branded myself. So you guys make sure that you, you know, take that tip down. That is an amazing tip. And it's one that I see a lot of people that they don't do that and they just associate themselves with a product or a brand and, and people, it's very confusing if something does happen because we have seen companies close and we have seen, you know, where, as you said, you know, you switch companies. A lot of people do that and that's okay, but then you have to start all over. So I love that. So the next question I know that is a burning question I get from a lot of the people I work with and I think myself as well is what should we be posting on social media and what should we not be posting on social media? Oh my gosh, that infamous question. Right? <laughs> Everybody asks that question. And let me just comfort everybody by saying that I think it's going to forever change. However, there is a good rule of thumb, okay? Mm -hmm. And the best way that I can kind of put this is that your social media news feeds and your timelines and you know your personal information, you've got to look at it like, um, like a lifetime movie. Okay. So generally speaking, you want to be sharing things about you. Okay. Your lifestyle. Now, when I say that to people, people are like, my life is so boring. <laughs> like I'm some stay at home mom with throw up all over me all the time. And I have nothing going on in my life. Um, if you have to fake it a little bit, <laughs> that's okay. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, that is an awesome thing. You know, we all have things about us that make us us. You know, I always tell my clients, what's the one thing that people come to you for? Do they always come to you for like the best new tips on where to go out and eat because you're a foodie and you love like to go out and find all those new places? Do they come to you because you're like the mom of all moms? Like you're that Pinterest mom that always has the best gifts for, you know, starting back to school and teachers. And, you know, you're always bringing the cupcakes and you're just the mom that everybody despises. Like all of us other moms out there, we're like... <laughs> We're like, we could never amount to being her, but like everybody always comes to you looking for that information. Or maybe you're the type of person that just is really good with staying active and fit. And people are always asking you like, what are you eating? What is your diet? How are you working out? So whatever it is that is you, 
that's what you need to be posting about most of the time. Your family, your lifestyle, your interests, your hobbies, your activities, the day-to-day. And then the commercials of your lifetime movie need to be about what it is that you sell or your business or your product and your service. Now, your lifestyle too, you've got to keep in mind, like my life is work. <laughs> like I have a huge you know, global team in direct sales, network marketing. So a lot of my best friends have to do with this industry or my company. And then I'm always working with my personal brand and I'm blogging. So a lot of my quote unquote lifestyle is me working or surrounded with my girlfriends that so happen to do exactly what I do or, you know, even you, we're not in the same company, but we're friends and we have same interests and things like that. So I might take a screenshot of us doing a video conference one day and post it and be like, oh my gosh, had a great, you know, collaboration today with Tanya and it was just amazing and blah, 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 you know? So that's the type of stuff that you want to be posting. And then, you know, it's like, have you ever heard of Gary Vaynerchuk? Oh yeah. I love Gary. Okay. So you know, his book, jab, jab, right hook, or that video, he talks about it where it's like, give, 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 take. Same thing applies here. You want to be giving value, giving tips, giving people an inside look into your life before you can ask them for a sale for them to, you know, look at your product, look at your opportunity, look whatever at what you're doing for business. And then you've also probably heard of the 80, 20 rule. Same thing applies there. You know, 80% you, 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 you. So people can start to get to know who the heck they're going to be working with. And then 20% those occasional posts or something like that. Today, everybody is selling something on social media. Uh, yeah. Everybody. Okay. So there is no way around opening up your newsfeed and not seeing something of a similar post of buy this, this is on sale. This is the deal. We're ground floor opportunity. Like everybody, everybody's doing the same thing. Okay. So <laughs> what can set you apart is you. God made us, and I'm sorry if I mentioned God and there's people out there that don't like that, but I'm a Christian woman, but God made us all individual and unique in different ways. And that's what sets you apart. And that's what's going to sell to people. And that's what people are going to connect with most. So that is what you should be posting more often than not on social media. Love it. I love that. So with that, what should we not be posting? Because oh, I see a lot of things in my feed and I'm, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. No, that's a great question. You know, there are two different types of people that look at social media. And um, I think that there's been a more, more of a bigger shift in the professional approach to social media today than there was maybe like five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, back then it was like, you know, going out with my friends and we're going clubbing and drinking. And I know there's still people out there that post that type of content. It's more of like updating the family. I don't really have a professional presence online or on social media. So I really just don't give a crap. What I post. <laughs> um, and then you've got like the professionals that like are really trying to build a network and grow their uh, influence on social media. So the biggest advice that I can give is you know, once it's out on the internet, 
it's out on the internet. And I will be the first to tell you that years ago when Facebook first came out, there were things I was posting that I regret posting. Oh, me too. Those times when they do that memories thing. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, I used to be like, this is how I got into marketing is I was the marketing coordinator for a huge uh, restaurant and club industry up north in Cincinnati, Ohio, Michigan, that area. So I was in the club scene. I was a marketing coordinator. I did the celebrities and the, in the uh, political people and arranging events and having them in and popping bottles and all that stuff and I shared all that on social media which back then that was my job and I understand why I did it but looking back I'm like gosh there's some things I wish I would have never posted you know so that's what you want to think about when you're posting and that's probably the stuff you don't want to be posting because we all have bad days I get it but you know I'm married I'm, if I have an argument with my husband, which is, you know, real life, I'm yep. not going to go to social media and bash my husband and bash, bash my marriage just because I'm in the moment. So that's what I would recommend not posting is the in the moment flustered or frustrated post or the posts that are going to not make you look like a professional. Uh, yeah, I could not agree more. I, yeah. and also for those of you that have children, remember that <laughs> everybody who's in the teen and tween phase right now, that as Whitney said, once it's posted on the internet, it's there. And guess what your teens and tweens will be able to see yes. when you Google your name. So um, once you put it up there, it's out. So always ask yourself, is this something I also would want not just for your business, but your child to see exactly. um, because it is up there. And I know we all have, you know, had those pasts and, you know, and they help us become who we are today. <laughs> but, but as professionals, we, I could not agree more. We, you know, we really need to be more intentional about what we post. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one other question just specifically on that is something I see a lot of people do, and I would love to have your take on it, is a lot of people post um, like product pictures. Like let's say they're promoting a health product or like a makeup and they'll actually just like a stock photo yeah. of that product. What are your, what is your take on that? Okay, so if we're, because I'm assuming that we're like really focusing in on the direct sales and network marketing industry here. So we all, it doesn't matter what company you're with, we all get those emails from our companies letting us know that there's a sale going on, that there's a new product launching, a new promotion, a new incentive, blah, blah, blah. And I feel that people get those emails in the stock photos that are in them, that the company's taken time to, you know, spend money in advertising, you know, pay to create. And people snatch those up and they think they've got to be the first person to post it on social media. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, is if you have 100,000 to 300,000 or more, <laughs> you know, distributors, partners, whatever you want to call them in your company, consultants and they all think that same thing like oh i got to be the first person to post this what happens you become the same fish swimming swimming in the same direction in the same sea and you are just flooding social media with the same exact picture 
my best advice is to slow down. Okay. First of all, you need to realize that it doesn't matter if you're the first or you're the last. It's what you post that's going to be the biggest impact. So if you slow down and you take your time, now posting product images is not a bad thing. But like when we launch a product, I take the time to number one, see if I have the product, you know, at home or if there's a sale on it. And I stage my own photos. I put me in it. I do flat lays. I do, you know, just unique ways of posting. And then I really think about what I'm going to say. I'm your type of person that I will write the content for a post, delete it, write it again, delete it, you know, write another sentence, delete that sentence, you know, add an emoji. No, I don't like that emoji. I'm going to add a different emoji. I edit my stuff to the point where it probably takes me too much time. I just need to start thing. So that's my biggest advice is stop rushing to think that if you get the information out there first, you're going to get the biggest return. Because at the end of the day, if you are just another annoying billboard, like think about it. When we drive on the highway, there's tons of billboards. I mean, I get it, but honestly and realistically, how often do people respond to them? How many times have you called a phone number that was listed on a billboard? Uh, like, <laughs> never, right? Like you, yeah. might, like, you might see a billboard with an inspirational quote, and people might take a picture of it or, you know, things like that. But when it's, like, somebody's face on a billboard, and they're like, buy my product, call this number now, very little people respond to things that way. Mm -hmm. However, if you take the time and slow down, and post something, even if it's a product image, but you don't list the product, you, or you don't mention the product, you try not to mention even the company's name, but you tell a story and you speak clearly to the person that you know is going to be in need of that product or you know benefit from the benefits of that particular product, and you tell a story in your post, you're going to get so much more attention that way than if you just slap the picture up with the facts. Love that. I love the billboard analogy because that is so true. Mm -hmm. So true. And you know, and a lot of times, honestly, like when you're driving down the road, the billboards are so busy and uh -huh. you're like, uh, what? And so, um, I know the stretch of highway that I'm thinking of here where I live in Oregon, the Pacific Northwest. I mean, it's just like, slam with billboard after billboard after billboard and I have never once used any of those services so um, I mean the only billboards I ever see or signs that I ever see posted are the signs like you know a Wendy's sign that a letter fell off and it says something really inappropriate or you know it's some like in a or like not inappropriate but inspirational quote like it's those types of things that get shared or attract people's attention not hey I saw this billboard of you know a lawyer that deals with you know this and this is their phone number so interesting like people aren't interested in that like, no they're not they I, most people want to know I, how you can solve their problem like yeah. you have this issue and I want you to solve it exactly. and as professionals we're professional problem solvers for that and I think a lot of people forget that and they just are posting you know products or like their information or help me get to the sales goal rather than what can you do for your consumer so exactly that is really good. So there are so many platforms out there. 
Um, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's blogging, there's YouTube, there's um, Snapchat, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn. What are, it's overwhelming, uh, but you know, and I've been in the industry for seven and a half years. Um, you know, I built a business on social media and I built on a couple specific platforms, but I would love to know what are your go-to platforms and how many platforms should we be on? Oh, another infamous question. It's like, here's the thing. The best way is what's going to work best for you. Okay. Now I'm going to be honest with you and say that when you ask me which types of platforms should you be on, you should be on all of them. If you want to make an impact, you need to be everywhere and be everything and be doing all the things on all the things. Okay. So, but here's the thing. I would be completely overwhelmed if I'm starting out as an entrepreneur or I'm starting out in direct sales network marketing and I have to put my mind and wrap my mind around the fact that I have to be everywhere. Right? So my go-tos right now are Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Okay. Um, Snapchat and Tumblr and all those other ones, those are really great because those are where like the younger generations are. So if that's your market, then put yourself there. But my market is for more of the established person, uh, more of a professional person already, or, you know, somewhere between a certain age range. So maybe that's where you need to start. Maybe you need to, or maybe you need to decide, you know, who is your audience? What is your audience? Um, how old are they? Where do they shop? Do they have families? Are they single? Are they, you know, working in the corporate world? Are they entrepreneurs? Are they still in college? When you can narrow down who your audience is, then you can really figure out what your audience is using. And that goes as far as what platforms are they using? So I always recommend if you're new to social media, choose one platform, get to know it like a dang pro. Go on YouTube, how to use this, how to use that feature. Understand the platform that you're using and then the second thing is become consistent using it before you even open up another platform. But ultimately, ultimately you do want to be everywhere, but you just don't want to rush yourself and spread yourself too thin because when you're not consistent and you're not showing up and people rely on that as a business professional, that's going to speak volumes. So definitely pick and choose. But I would say the best place to start, number one, is figure out who your audience is and where they, you know, where they are. And then two, learn that particular platform or those couple platforms like a pro before you introduce another one. I love that. And I cannot agree more. I know that my teenager makes fun of Facebook. He, calls it. <laughs> he says it's for old people. And I'm like, yep. And that's where my people are. It's just so hilarious. And I think, you know, like I, um, I'm on a lot of the platforms and I remember when I tried to go to Snapchat and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Snapchat's not my favorite, but it, it's, it's, it's an awesome platform, but it's, it's, you're right. It's for like, you know, the younger, the younger generation and, um, you know, and well, honestly, I think when Instagram kind of came out with their stories, they have completely overshadowed Snapchat. Mm -hmm. 
Now, um, I don't know. It's really, it really does depend where your audience is, yeah. you know, and, and who your market is when it comes to you trying to sell something or create any form of influence on social media. Yeah, I know for me, I, um, I actually pulled my um, clients. I'm like, what platforms are you on? And found out where, you know, my best clients that, you know, fit my demographic, I asked them, you know, what, what platforms are you on? And that also really helped me be able to know where I should be spending my time. And I do agree. We should be, people should be able to find us everywhere. And, yeah. but like Whitney said, you need to be consistent and it's really tough to be consistent on in several different places, unless you're really intentional. and. Yeah, when you're starting out, you know, like she, you know, Google, YouTube, like learn all the things about the platform and become an expert. I love that. So, and that leads me into another question. And I know this is probably one you hear all the time, but platforms are constantly changing their algorithm. Like, you know, it, Facebook has done it multiple times. Instagram just did a big change and it can be, it can be frustrating as an entrepreneur. Um, what is the best way to stay on, you know, just stay on top of those changes with the different platforms? Oh gosh. Um, good questions today. <laughs> hey, um, here's the thing. You can't. Okay. And I know that's one answer that a lot of people just don't want to hear. You're not going to be able to stay on top of it. I mean, think about when you buy a new device, a new computer, a new laptop, a new phone, what happens three to six months later? A, a newer version comes yes. out, you know? So frustrating. Yes, and it's like, it's like, dang it, like what the heck? Why did I not just wait? Or how did I not know? And blah, 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 blah. So the world of technology is forever changing. Here's another thing. Facebook is not going to let you know what their algorithms are. Same with Instagram, even though it's owned by Facebook or LinkedIn or Google or all these other companies. Do you really think they're going to be telling everybody what their algorithms are and how they use their backend technology to study the users on their interface? Absolutely not. So all these people that are posting, even myself, about algorithms, it's word of mouth what people are trying to figure out what they've come to know simply by just using the platforms and what works best they're honestly and this is the real truth is not an answer out there because these companies that are mega millions to billion dollar companies are not going to release their secrets okay so the best advice that i can give you and anybody listening is use the platforms everything about them okay because when a user is using all of the features on a platform then that is going to make your you know it it's going to make you stand out basically you know if i'm on instagram but all i do is post but yet i don't comment or i don't ta double tap to heart or I don't use hashtags and I don't use stories and I haven't entertained IG lives, you know, 
if I'm not using all of the capabilities of the Instagram platform, then Instagram, I'm sure, has some type of bot in the back end noticing the fact that this person's really just not very active on the platform, so why push their content to the top of you know, news feeds? Whereas the people that you see all the time when you open up certain platforms are the people that are engaging and they're on IGTV and they're on their stories and they're doing it every day and they're showing up and they're like all the things they're like the god of instagrams or you know, <laughs> facebook or whatever platform so that's my biggest tip is number one get over the fact that you are trying to chase after what is the actual or algorithm because it's forever changing and just start using the platforms that's what's going to make you stand out love it love it <laughs> so good whitney this is so good <laughs> Now, like, let's say you're on the platform. How do you make true connections with your audience? I know you've touched on that earlier about what we should be posting, but mm -hmm. making true connections, like, is it in the stories? Is it in the posts? Is it like, how do you, is it messaging people? How do you make those true connections with your audience? Honestly, it starts from the moment that I feel that you open up the platform to use it. Okay. So when I say you're using, you know, when I was just mentioning, use all the things, like all the capabilities on any platform that goes from what are my, what am I posting? What images am I using? Um, am I engaging? Am I responding? Am I sending messages? So am I using number one, all the features, but the biggest thing and really three things that I think that helps a person create those true connections is number one is be authentic okay people can see inauthenticity from miles away okay I mean okay let's just talk about this for a second because I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about I'm sure most of your listeners will know what I'm talking about too because it's been all over the news lately about the girl that went in her backyard and took a picture and posted it on Instagram posing as if she went hiking and her sister called her out saying, no, she didn't. This is our backyard. <laughs> did you see that? I did not. Oh my gosh. She did that. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's been on like good morning America. I, I think like every major news station has like picked it up like ABC, all of them. Yeah. So basically this girl, what she did is she went out into her backyard, which is a glorious backyard, but it's a lot of wooded area and had her friend take pictures of her in her workout gear. And oh she put an image on social media on Instagram particularly and said spent the day hiking well her little sister captured a behind-the-scenes shot from across the yard and she took a picture of her sister posing for pictures and said my sister said that she's going hiking but she's actually just in our backyard and it went viral and everybody was laughing about it so it's those things that are just really funny right this girl got called out Poor thing, because she's a beautiful girl, but now she's got all this publicity because, you know, it kind of worked in her favor. But the biggest thing is be authentic, be real. Like, yes, you can kind of fluff your life a little bit if you want to, but people at the end of the day know if you're really being you, you know, and they can read fake. I can read fake from a mile away oh, and it's not entertaining. So that's the first thing. The second thing is listen to your audience, you know, 
if you're if you're trying to speak to everybody you're not going you're not going to get the message across so be really clear with who it is that you're trying to speak to who it is that you're trying to gain as a follower or as a new friend and listen to what they need when i say listen look at their posts what are they interested in where are they hanging out what do their friends look like who are they following when you pay attention to your ideal follower yourself or your, your ideal prospect or customer consumer whatever you get an idea of how you can build that relationship by not only your content that you're posting but also by just starting up a conversation and messenger with them or dms um, and then the last thing is nurture the relationship. Now, this is where so many people go wrong. <laughs> I have an inbox full, I'm not even kidding you, of messages from people that I just became friends with and they're already out the gate sending me a link to their website asking me to buy their product or oh, look yeah. at their opportunity, okay? This, I think, worked years ago but with everybody and everything selling all the things on social media, it doesn't work anymore. So take the time to really just be human, you know, like build the relationship, be a friend. I mean, I think about how we met, you know, like mm -hmm. I don't even remember. I think I reached out to you and said like, it's awesome connecting with you. I can't wait to get to know more about you. And I was genuine about it, you know, and We've talked a couple times through Messenger and then we've Zoom chatted and now I'm on your podcast and it's like awesome stuff is happening between the collaboration be with us, you know, between the two of us. And that's how I feel relationships and true connections are formed because when you can form that sense of comfort with somebody, they end up knowing, liking, and trusting you and you have a better chance at the end of the day of getting them in as a customer or potentially a business partner and collaborating with them at the end of the day. I love that. And I 100% agree with everything you said and nurture the relationship. You guys don't rush it. Like, was Whitney said, we, she messaged me. I of course went and stalked her profile <laughs> because I, um, received so many messages and requests and requests for, you know, my time and requests to purchase things. And I was like, all right, what, let me go check her out. <laughs> and I just loved the way you presented yourself and your authenticity just you know, it was shining through on your page. Oh, thank you. You didn't try to sell me anything. You were just authentically reaching out. And that, you guys, is really important, especially when everyone, as Whitney said, and I 100% agree with this, everybody's trying to sell you something. But are you trying to sell them something? Or are you trying to actually have a relationship with them? Person. And I think that is so key. Oh my gosh. This is such a, this is such a good interview. I'm so grateful for this. It's I'm so exciting. You got me pumped up. Like I'm ready to get to work. <laughs> I, I love how you said that. Well, I work. I'm like, oh, isn't that how all entrepreneurs are? <laughs> I know my life. It's consumed. Yeah, our passion and purpose and <laughs> integrated work life and we're moms and lives and everything. So I totally am right there with you, girl. Uh, so is there anything before we wrap this up? Um, is there anything else you want to add? Any other tips, anything that you want the audience to know? 
Um, yeah, I think basically because this is one, like when I'm working with my clients one-on-one, because it's like, it's before we even started this interview, you're like, okay, so what do you want me to touch on? And I was like, I don't know, girl, I do all the things. (laughs) So it's like, I'm in network marketing, but then I do business coaching and branding and all this stuff. So with my clients that are not in network marketing, um, even though, I mean, as far as affiliated with me and my company, um, but they might be in network marketing and I'm just coaching them in another company. Uh, one of the biggest things that I see them get hung up on is the fact that they listen to podcasts like this and then they listen to another podcast and they get all these tips and all these different viewpoints from all these different professionals and entrepreneurs and they get overwhelmed with all of the information out there and they don't know who's right, who's wrong, what information, you know, works for them and what doesn't. And they end up, you know, at the end of the day, sitting at a standstill and not moving in their business because they're trying to retain, 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 but they never go into implementing and putting things into action. So my biggest tip and advice to you today is if you found value in this, awesome, great. If something spoke to you, even better, great. Start putting it into action. But maybe something didn't speak to you or it didn't resonate with you. Or maybe you just got a few tips and tricks out of what we were talking about today. And you got better tips and tricks from somebody else that you heard maybe last week. My best advice is to pull from all different types of people and kind of construct your own way and make it your own and see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And that's the best advice that I can give because I feel like so many people get stuck in information overload and they're afraid to implement because they don't want to implement the wrong thing. And ultimately there's not the wrong thing. The only wrong thing you can do is not take action in your business. And I think that's the last thing I want to say is give people encouragement. I love that. It's so true. And it is, it's not as being paralyzed by all the information and overwhelmed and then not ever moving forward because you're scared of making a mistake. And I think as entrepreneurs, like I've been an entrepreneur since 2001, um, we do make mistakes from them. We adjust, but um, there is so much information out there. And I really, really appreciate your time today. I, you know, taking the time to share with the audience, um, you know, your best tips. This is such a great interview. And I would love to let them know where, where can they find you? I know, um, you know, you're on all the platforms, obviously. (laughs) What is best place for, um, and I'll, you guys, I'll put a link to the, in the show notes of where you can reach Whitney, but what is the best place to, you know, where can we reach you? Yeah. So m- on most of the platforms, you can find me at social savvy influencer, um, say on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Twitter that somebody had like that taken or it was too long or something. So I'll just give you that information, like as far as my links and then, um, my website and blog, you can either go to social savvy influencer.com or Whitney K.com. They're both going to kind of link to the same place. It's just kind of different types of information. Um, and then I also offer success savvy coaching program. You know, it's more one-on-one coaching for those people that feel like, you know, maybe they're at a standstill or they're stuck in their business, or maybe they're just getting started out, or maybe they're already kind of 
established in their brand, but they're looking to just take things to another level and scale their business in a different way. So that is something that I also offer because I know you'd asked me to a while back about like if I have any courses running. I'm working on some right now. I'm really excited to be launching those soon, but those aren't out yet. So really to get that one-on-one -on -one personal care and mentorship and leadership, you're going to find it in my blog, on my social media, my YouTube channels, or through the one-on-one -on -one personal coaching programs that I offer. Awesome. You guys, thank you. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you so much for being here. I know that this is provided me with so much value. It's going to provide the listeners with so much value. And you guys, again, I will link um, to where you can find um, Whitney, the social savvy influencer, which I love that name, by the way. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Okay, so here's the thing. Let me just tell you a backstory about that, okay? Because I have been in marketing and doing this now for over 10 years, especially in direct sales network marketing. But the social savvy influencer brand, I literally, and this is another thing people need to be okay with, is rebranding yourself. I rebranded myself at the beginning of this year. So in January, January 1st is when I launched the Social Savvy Influencer. And I was literally listening to a podcast. I was on a plane coming back. I don't know. I travel a lot. I think I was coming back from Boston. I was up there doing a speaking engagement and I was flying back from Boston to Dallas, Texas. And I was listening to this podcast and I have been stuck in my brand. Like I felt like there was something God was calling me to do to like change it and take it a new direction. I knew what I wanted to do, but I needed a name for it. And you don't always need a name for your brand. Sometimes just your own personal name is the best name to stick with. Okay. But keep in mind, I've had a company going for a long time, so I needed a name to rebrand. And somebody had seen me on the plane working on one of my social media platforms, and they're like, gosh, you're so savvy with social media. <laughs> and I was like, I say that all the time to people. Like, I always say I'm just really savvy with it. And so that's when the brand was formed. I was literally thousands of feet in the air in a plane and I wrote it down so quick and I was like social savvy and then influencer. And it just came to me. It was so funny how God kind of works that way. And like, just oh, I love that. It in your head, but, um, yeah, that's how it kind of stuck. So listen to your intuition. <laughs> you never I know what's going to happen. That. that is beautiful story and you guys and that just goes to show even Whitney who's a branding expert and she has over 10 years of experience her I mean she's got everything she even rebranded so don't be afraid of that if that's what your intuition is telling you but you can connect with Whitney if you're looking for help with your branding if you, she's got I looked you know on your website you have tons of free resources so mm -hmm. Definitely sign up because I know that I look forward to getting her emails because I always find tips in there that really help me and follow her, um, her pages on Facebook and Instagram. So thank you so much, Whitney. Thank you for today. And we really appreciate having you here. Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to this again, hopefully, yeah, like exactly. a, you know, a recap later on or something, but I really appreciate you inviting me. I'm so honored and I cannot wait to share this with, with everybody. Awesome. <laughs> thank you.